It is Tuesday, July the 14th, 2021. Hi, this is Bob Bro, and welcome to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast. Yes, it's a lovely Tuesday, and we are so happy to have you along. On Tuesdays, of course, we play an old-time radio mystery, and we have a good one lined up for you today. I think that uh, all you need to do is get over there in that great big easy chair, get your feet up and relax, maybe get yourself a little refreshment, and just unwind, chill, Get rid of the worries and the anxieties of the day because coming up in just a moment is this week's old-time radio mystery. figured it out by now, you haven't been listening to uh, the best old-time radio podcast very long, we are going to play an episode of Tales of the Texas Rangers. This was the seventh episode in the, uh, in the run of that show. It was first broadcast on August the 19th, 1950 on NBC. Of course, it features Joel McRae as Jace Pearson who we follow all over the great state of Texas as he solves murders. It would appear that smaller municipalities in Texas, when they have a major crime, usually need some help, obviously, because they don't have the resources that uh, a big city, say, like Dallas or Houston has. And so rather than the state police, at least at this point in time, they would call in the Texas Rangers. And uh, one of the rangers, the the ranger we see every week, which is the, I guess, representative of every one of the 50 Texas rangers or whatever number it has. It was rather small, I recall, as Joel McRae explained one night after the show. Um, Well, Jace Pearson would come in and take over the investigation, and he would always have the local sheriff uh, working with him. And that's the case tonight. Tonight, we're going to have a bank robbery gone bad, really bad. And we are going to be chasing a man with a gold tooth and a a very bad cut on his forehead. And Jace tracks him down, and we're going to be with him every step of the way. 
So here's Tales of the Texas Rangers from August 19th, 1950. And the name of this one is Fool's Gold. Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. On stage tonight, transcribed from Hollywood, another in the Wheaties' big parade of exciting half-hour presentations. Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Pearson. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. Now, from the files of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Tonight's case, Fool's Gold. It is shortly after 9 a.m. on the Tuesday after Labor Day, 1946. Two men in a late model black sedan cruise slowly along the main street of the town of Live Oak in West Texas. All right. Let's go over it once more. We've been over it 20 times, Foy. Let's get it done. I ain't taking a chance on you making any mistakes. I ain't making mistakes. Think I want to go back to Huntsville again? Haven't done anything but case this bank since I got out of the pen a month ago. You sure there's no guard? No, I told you. Down like this. Ain't got but two tellers in the cage. Got an alarm system, though. One of them moves for an alarm, start blasting. How are we going to hide out afterwards? You leave that to me. We'll beat our way back to where I've been working. Roundup will be starting tomorrow. I'll get the old man to take you on until things cool off. That's good. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to suspect a poor working cowpoke. Here we are. Keep me covered while I cash the check. Yeah. Bet they ain't never cashed a check like that before. Shut up. Howdy, gentlemen. What can I do for you? Cash this. Sure thing. What? Pass over $5,000. Come on, don't move funny or I'll blast you. They're robbers. They're robbers, you crazy old... Get away from me. Get away from me. Look out. He's got a gun. 
Texas Highway Patrol threw a guard around the wrecked cars and notified the Texas Rangers of the attempted bank holdup and the fatal crash. Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned to the case. Howdy, Jace. Glad to see you. Howdy, Rhodes. Pretty bad. Who got here first? I did. I was patrolling near Landmar when the call came through. Which one was the bandit car? It's a black sedan. Who was in the coupe? Man and his kid. They took away. He didn't miss anything by not seeing it, Jase. Where are the bodies? The doctor had him taken to the hospital basement. How about the bank teller? He's alive, but he's unconscious. Deputy sheriff's with him. One of the stick-up men got killed in the crash, you know. Yeah. Been able to find the driver? No, no not yet. Cut down that street and into the hills, according to witnesses. Sheriff has the dogs and posse after him. Who owns the sedan? Don't know yet, Jace. We're checking on it. Let's have a look at it. Okay. Hmm. Blood on both sides, steering wheel, too. Means the driver must have been cut on his head or his hand. Had a gash in his scalp. Yeah. Hit the windshield on this side. And a couple of hairs stuck to the jagged edge. A dark brown. Yeah. Druggist got a good look at him. Saw the whole thing from his store. Came out to help and almost got shot. Is he around? Uh, yeah, he's right over there. Mr. Reber. Yeah? A ranger wants to talk to you. Let him through, will you, boys? Yes, sir. You see the man who was driving the sedan? Yeah, saw him up close. A uh, call coming in on our car radios. Jason, excuse me? Sure, Rhodes. What do he look like? Uh, six feet, maybe. Built solid. Boots, jeans, and work shirt. Of course, that could fit a thousand men, but this one had a couple of gold teeth right in the middle of his mouth. Gold teeth, huh? Anything else? Nope, except for a bad cut on his head. Bad enough to need stitching? Sure was. Hmm. Uh, got a flash on the sedan, Jason. It was stolen during the night or early this morning over in Rankin. I thought so. We better get over at the hospital. I'll call headquarters and have a lab man sent down to go over the car for fingerprints. Not easy to lift him from that car. Get pretty smeared with all the blood around. Yeah. And even if you do get him, you still gotta find the man that goes with him. Here's a body, gentlemen. Lift the sheet if you want. Anything on him, Doctor? Nothing at all. Not even a mark that might identify him. Don't want to see the father and the child, do you? No, that wouldn't help. Rhodes, we can fingerprint this one. Might help us find his pal that way. Yeah. You can do me a favor, Doc. Sure. The killer who got away cut himself on this glass. Before I send it to Austin, I'd like to get his blood type from it. Can you do it now? Sure. Come upstairs to the lab in 15 minutes. Have it for you by then. Thanks. That blood type will give you something to go on, Jace. I hope we don't need it. I wish there was some word from the sheriff's posse. If they had him, I'm afraid we'd have heard by now. Yeah. Might as well walk over at the sheriff's office while we're waiting for the doc. Mm. We can go through the next room and up the front stairs. Okay. Uh, that's the kid's mother. Did you come to see my boy and my husband? Did you know no, ma'am, I... I didn't. Uh, maybe you ought to go home for a while, ma'am. Why should I go home? There's nobody there now. He wanted his daddy to be the one to take him to school. He was just being registered. His first day. 
Take it easy, ma'am. We were so proud of him. All last night he slept with his little red pencil box in his hand. I just bought it for him Saturday. He never even learned to write his name. Nothing we can do to help her, Chase. Not here. No. Could be my wife and kid, or yours. Yeah. Any more on the bank teller? Uh, deputy reported he's still unconscious. We can look in the room when we get back to the hospital after. Hey, look. It's part of the sheriff's posse. Hey. You find him? No. Followed a blood trail cross country, but it made the river and we lost him. No chance of getting him now. flew in and went to work on the car in the hands of the dead bandit. Highway Patrolman Rhodes waited for the report while I went back to see the doctor at the hospital. Got it yet, Doc? Uh-huh. Just finished. Blood types AB. AB, huh? Don't come across that very often. No, it's very rare. About one in... Oh, excuse me, Ranger. Go ahead. Hello? Yeah, I'll be right in. What? Yeah, he's here now. I'll tell him. Goodbye. That was the deputy from the bank teller's room. The teller just died. Unconscious all the way? Nope. Came to for just a second before he passed on. Did he say anything? Nothing you don't already know, Ranger. The man who shot him had gold teeth. It was night before the fingerprint crew found anything. I unloaded my horse charcoal from the car trailer and was watering and feeding him at a livery stable when highway patrolman Rhodes brought over the reports. Come on, boy. Come on. Well, Chase, we know who the dead one is. Let's see. John Cummins served four years Huntsville armed robbery. No family, no known associates since leaving penitentiary. That's no help for finding the other one. No, could have known him before he went to prison or after. Anything on the car? Uh, yeah, here. Hmm. Lots of prints, but no clear ones. Except a full thumb impression on the cap of the gas tank. I haven't got anything on that print yet, though. Whoever it is, he has no record in Texas. He will have. FBI may have something on him. I'm not going to wait around here, though. I don't like it either. But which way can you go? Both ways. Car was stolen in Rankin. That's west. I'll head back that way. You take the highway east. You got a plan? Something will keep us busy while we're waiting for a report on that thumbprint. Check every doctor along the way and see if any of them have stitched a head wound for a man with gold teeth. For a good part of the night and half the next day, I covered the towns and the back roads between towns, country doctors and emergency hospitals. None of them had seen the man I was after. Then finally, KTXI in San Angelo came through. KTXI calling Unit 10. KTXI calling Unit 10. Unit 10 to KTXI. Go ahead, KTXI. Have report for Unit 10 on thumbprint found on gas cap of stolen car. Subject known as Robert Tromer. Believed to be in or near Santa Rita. Maybe working there. Occupation, automobile mechanic. Unit 10 presently located Regan County, 40 miles from Santa Rita. Will continue investigation. Unit 10, 10-4.
It was almost sundown when I reached Santa Rita. Robert Trummer wasn't hard to locate. The local constable told me where I could find him. A service station about a mile out in the highway. I drove out there. Howdy, Ranger. Howdy. Your name Trummer? Yeah. And turn off that water and dry off your hands. Where were you yesterday morning at 9 o'clock? Uh, I was right here working. Why? You sure you weren't in the drover's bank at Live Oak? Of course I wasn't. Wasn't, huh? Move over here under the light. All right, now smile. What? I said smile. Say you weren't at Live Oak yesterday morning, huh? You heard me. Those gold teeth say you were. Look, Ranger, I... I the I, bank I... teller's dead, Trummer. So is a five-year-old kid and his father. And your pal, Commons. I don't know what you're talking about, Ranger. Try remembering, Trummer. You've got a cut on your head. Take your hat off and let's have a look at that. Sure, I'll take my hat off. Well, you're looking, Ranger. You see any cut? No. No, Trummer, I... I don't see any cut. So if the guy you're looking for has a cut on his head, Ranger, it ain't me. I took Trummer with me and drove back to Live Oak. There was no cut on his head, but he fitted everything else. His print matched the one on the gas cap. I stopped at the hospital and Trummer consented to have his blood type taken. When the doc gets through testing that, he'll only tell you what I told you before. My blood type is O. Come in. You sent for me, Ranger? Yeah, Mr. Raver. You ever see this man before? Hmm. He looks like the fella. Why, you... Hold it, hold it. Now sit down. Well, Mr. Raver, is he or isn't he? I've seen him before. Where? Was he the man who climbed out of that wreck? Look, mister, maybe you did see me before. I run a gas station 30 miles down the highway. You might have seen me there. But you didn't see me here yesterday. How about it, Mr. Raver? Ranger, I'm not sure. After all, a fellow that got out of the car had a gun in his hand and blood all over his face. All I remember is them gold teeth. I ain't the only man in the world with gold teeth. You may be telling the truth, Ranger. You're after a blood type AB. This man's blood is pretty common. Type O, like he said. case against Tromer was falling apart in my hands. I only had one thing left, his fingerprint, tying him with the stolen sedan. I took him over to the local garage. Recognize this car, Tromer? Your thumbprint was right on this tank cap. So I guessed the car up at the station, maybe. That's how my thumb... Hey, let me see that cap. Well... I sold a tank cap like this yesterday morning. Had to pry his old cap off with a chisel. Look, here you can see the marks. Car wasn't hit on this side. Keep talking. Well, this guy came in for gas early, 6 a.m. I was just opening up. His tank cap was the kind that locks, and he didn't have the key. Said he lost his key. Even had to jump the switch to get the car started. Here. See why wires are jumped on this one. I know that. That's how it was stolen. Didn't you think of that when he didn't have the keys? Oh, Ranger, it happens all the time. People are always losing keys. I've done it myself. Oh, I should have known there was something fishy about that guy. Why? Oh, because he didn't have any money to pay for the gas. Didn't tell me till I'd filled it up, either. Why'd you let him leave? 
He took ten gallons and a gas cap. Bill came to, uh, two... two ninety-three. Left me a hunting knife and a sheet for security. Worth maybe eight or nine bucks. Did he come back for it? No, I got it locked in my tool chest back at the station. Would you know the man if you saw him again? I think so, but it's just getting daylight, and... Well, one customer's face looks like another, but I'd remember him. He have gold teeth like you? Uh, that's something I can't tell you. He was chewing a cut of tobacco and talking through it. Come on, I'll drive you back to your station and have a look at that knife. Chase! Saw your car outside. Hi there, Rhodes. I checked a lot of doctors on the East Highway. None of them did the kind of stitch job we're looking for. I may have a lead. Get in your car and tag after me. Here's the knife, just like he left it. Fresh honed and clean as a whistle. No prints on that blade. Rhodes, take a look at the sheath. Design burned in the leather. Yeah. They engrave them pretty fancy sometimes. This isn't an electric engraving job. It's not good enough. Owner burned this in himself. Probably used a hot wire. Uh, that drawing looks like a buffalo head, Jace. But it isn't. No. Smaller drawings around it look like trees, like some scene he was burning out while yeah. he... Yeah, Jason, something like that you see way off from the highway. State 23, west of Rankin. That's it, Rhodes. Buffalo Mesa. Let's get up that way and see if we can find a doc who stitched a head cut. It was mid-morning when we reached the area. There were three doctors in a 20-mile radius. The first one had nothing for us, but the second one... Yes, I stitched a head wound like that day four yesterday. Cowpoke. Uh, Joe Foy fell off his horse. Matter of fact, he was in here this morning, about three hours ago, to have the dressing changed. If you put on a fresh dressing, the one you changed is in that trash container, isn't it, Doc? Why, yes. Any blood on it? Of course. Cut was deep. Hasn't healed yet. Can you get that dressing out and check it for blood type? Well, it'll take a few minutes. I waited a couple of days for this, Doc. I can wait a few more minutes. <laughs> Y'all, Ranger. Unusual classification, type AB. That's it, Chase. Yeah. You know where this Joe Foy works, Doc? Why, Ben Kinney's place. Left at the crossroads and six miles out. Right near Buffalo Mason. Thanks, Doc. Come on, Rhodes. All right. Oh, Doc. Yeah. Foy has a couple of gold teeth, doesn't he? Gold teeth? Why, no, Ranger. He doesn't have gold teeth. <laughs> found one man with gold teeth, and he wasn't the right man. Now I had another one to go after, but he didn't have gold teeth. Rhodes and I drove out to the Kinney Ranch. The only one around was an old woman. I'm only the cook here. Mr. Kinney and the men who works for him are out on the roundup. Where does Foy bunk? Just over there in the barn. There's a small room. You want to show us? Come with me. This is bunk? Yeah. Jace, look. Carved in the edge of the bunk. Yeah, Buffalo Mesa. That looks just like the one on the sheet. Better have a look through this footlocker. Likely he'd have his gun with him, isn't it, Jace? Just making sure. Hey. What is it? Oh, carton of chewing tobacco. Hey, that fits. Fellow at the service station said our man was chewing when he stopped there. Yeah, and I've seen this brand of chew before. If my memory isn't lying, there's something else that fits. You shouldn't tell, Mr. Foy's thing. I just want to see one of these plugs. 
Here's the answer, Rhodes. Yeah. The plugs are wrapped in gold foil. Yeah. If I tear off a square of the foil and put it over my front teeth like this, I look like I have gold teeth. And every witness who saw Foy was throwing us off the trail instead of helping. I wonder how he thought of it. Probably got the idea on his way to Live Oak when he saw Trummer at the gas station. I'm going to take charcoal out of the trailer and ride out to the range. I'll get a horse from the corral and... Oh, thanks, Rhodes. But you better stick here. If Foy spots me coming, he might make a run for the ranch and grab a car or a pickup truck. You stay here and see that he doesn't get to him. You Joe Foy? No, I'm Kitty Ranger. Foy in some kind of trouble? I'd call murder plenty of trouble. Murder? Yeah. Where is he? Down the Royers, rounded up strays. Glad to show you. All right, let's go. You know where Foy was Monday? He took the day off to fix his gear up and get ready for the roundup. You see him during the day? Nope. Went over to his bunk that night, though, to see why he didn't show for supper. Had a cut on his head. Said he fell. Doc had him patched up. I know about that. Hey, there he comes now, around the mesa. He spotted us. He's turning back for cover. Get up, Charcoal! Get up! Yeah, turn behind, here! Oh! Oh, oh boy! Ranger, you're hit! I got to get him. You hit him, but he's up. He's running for the river. I got to get him. Come here, Charcoal. Come here, boy. Left shoulder looks mighty bad, Ranger. You can't chase him like that. I hit him. Come here, boy. <coughs> if he can move with a bullet in him, so can I. Get up, Charcoal. foot. Watch the banks for tracks in case he came out. The river winds and bends. Can't see far ahead with the willers hanging over it. I'll see him when I get to him. I'm gonna bring you in, boy. Next slug will kill you, Ranger. You better kill me, boy. Or you'll never leave another dead kid in the street. He ain't far ahead, Ranger. Not as far as he'd like to be. You hear him moving? Yeah. Stop. Listen. He ain't waiting anymore. He stepped out of the streamer. Or he's waiting in ambush. You better stay behind me, Kenny. I move forward slow. Watching the bank for tracks and watching the willow clumps where he might hide. Ahead, several of the willows overhung the stream and dipped clear down to the water. Leaves floated downstream from it, and one of them was a clear red blood spot. Look out, Ranger! Come on! Don't look like he's gonna need the electric chair, Ranger. 
No. Not anymore. I... Oh, whoa, whoa. Here, let me help you. You got to get to a doctor. Yeah, I... I guess you're right. I sort of forgot I was hit. Thinking about what he did to a few other people. The body of Joseph Foy was definitely identified as that of the killer and hit-and-run driver. A ballistic check showed that his gun was the weapon used in the murder of the bank clerk. Ranger Jace Pearson was taken to the nearest hospital where, after a blood transfusion, he was pronounced out of danger. Week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Joel McRae will soon be seen in the Universal International Technicolor production, Saddle Tramp. Tonight's cast included Tony Barrett, High Aberback, Paul Fries, Herb Butterfield, Dave Ellis, and Lillian Byatt. This story was transcribed and adapted by Joel Murcock, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. Hal Gibney speaking. And this is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin, inviting you to listen on Wednesday night to Brian Donlevy in Dangerous Assignment on the Wheaties Big Parade. This is Joel McRae. A small boy is hungry in Italy tonight. You can feed him, comfort him, make him believe again with a package from Care. No profit to Care, just food for hungry kids. Care, New York, 550. Will you do it? Listen for Dennis Day and Judy Canova, returning October 7th on NBC. Man, that Jace Pearson. I mean, he was cut from a different kind of cloth. I mean, he was a one of a kind. I mean, they don't make them like that anymore. Unbelievable. He, uh, he got shot in the shoulder and was bleeding like crazy and still went after his man, who he ended up shooting to death. That was Tales of the Texas Rangers. That one was entitled Fool's Gold, and it was first uh, broadcast on NBC August 19th, 1950. When you were a kid, did you ever do that, Chester? Put gold gold foil over your front teeth, like your front one or two teeth? You did that too, yeah. I remember doing that. Of course, we didn't get the gold foil from uh, from uh, chewing tobacco. We got it from some kind of a candy bar or something. But I can remember doing that, and it was always really funny. You'd go into you'd look at your mom, and she'd say, "What are you up to?" And you'd smile, and she, what? Are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Good cast in that one. That was. Um, uh, Joel McRae, Tony Barrett, Hi Aberback, Paul Fries. Paul Fries played the, uh, the guy with the real gold teeth, the gas station attendant. You can always tell by that distinctive voice of his. Herb Butterfield, Dave Ellis, and Lillian Baev. Tales of the Texas Rangers. The most famous, what do they say at the beginning? The, the oldest and most famous law enforcement agency in North America. And I still question that, but. That's what they say. We have many episodes of Tales of the Texas Rangers in our files, and we will put them away for another four or five or six weeks or so, and then we'll bring one back. 
And uh, it's a good thing I do that because I get a lot of requests from you folks. I really think it was one of the best procedural shows. Easy to follow, but logical. It showed you how complex and yet how droll uh, police work could become. Good show. That's all we have for Wednesday, July the 14th, 2021. Thought to to go out. Oh, by the way, we'll be back tomorrow with an old-time radio western, which is very fitting considering we just listened to an episode of Texas Rangers. And to go out tonight, I thought I'd do a couple songs that are in tribute to Texas. The first one is by one of the native sons of Texas, Mr. Willie Nelson. This is one of his earlier tunes. And then we're going to follow that up with a song by Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys. He was the uh, the king of Texas swing. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me. To establish this land of the free There are some folks who still like to travel To see what they have over there But when they go look It's not like the book And they find there is none to compare To beautiful, beautiful Texas Where the beautiful blue bonnets grow We're proud of our forefathers Who fought at the Alamo You can live on the plains or the mountains Or down where the sea breezes blow And you're still in beautiful Texas The most beautiful place that I know can travel on beautiful highways by the city, the village, and farm, or sail above on the skyways, and the beauty below you will charm. White cotton, green forests, blue rivers, golden wheat fields, and fruit trees that bear. You can look till doomsday, and then you will say. That Texas has beauty to spare Beautiful, beautiful Texas Where the beautiful blue bonnets grow We're proud of our forefathers 
who fought at the Alamo. You can live on the plains or the mountains, or down where the sea breezes blow. And you're still in beautiful Texas, the most beautiful place that I know. And you're still in beautiful Texas, the most beautiful place that I know. My blue-eyed Sally, she lives away down on Shinbone Alley The number on the gate, the number on the door And the next house over is a grocery store Stay all night, stay a little longer Dance all night, dance a little longer Pull off the coat, throw it in the corner Don't see why you don't stay a little longer Jump on a man like a dog on 